Hello, hello. You're listening to A Pastor's Newspaper, a podcast helping you read the news with the Bible in your hand. I am Dr. Castro. It's great to be with you. And uh, I'm fresh back from, from skiing in Utah. Great, great time. Uh, and uh, we had great powder. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Hidden Gem is Brighton, uh, Mount Brighton, uh, the local place up um, in, the, in the canyons um, uh, off, San, off Salt Lake City. And uh, a lot of locals who ski there, and it was a lot of fun, and um, so it was good to, to good to do that. And but I am back and uh, ready to, to talk about some some events that are that are happening um, in our in our culture, uh, in our society, and, and interpreting them with biblical eyes. And that is kind of the point of this podcast. Um, I wanted just to catch you up on my uh, NCAA tur- tournament bracket. Uh, probably the worst bracket I've ever done. Um, I picked way too many upsets um, and all my teams were out I think even before the Elite Eight. So I didn't, I think I didn't have any teams. No, I may have had a few in the Elite Eight, but I made none of the teams that I predicted of the Final Four made it. And in our church bracket here at Central, we had like 40 plus people and only one person uh, even had a team um, that uh, left in the tournament. Uh, I mean, a few people picked a, had a, a team or here in the final four, but none of us had a teams going past the final four of like over 40 people's brackets. So it was a kind of a crazy year. Uh, my Vols lost to Fort Atlantic, who made the final four. They never made the NCAA tournament in their history. And then their first year in, they go to the final four. I mean, Tennessee, uh, Purdue, I believe, is another school, uh, you know, pretty rich basketball history. Uh, have sent players to the NBA and um, has never made the Final Four. And uh, Florida Atlantic, first year in, makes the Final Four. And uh, uh, interesting enough is they actually are joining the American Athletic Conference, which is the Conference of Memphis is. Um, so that may be a new rivalry going forward unless their coach gets hired because he's probably going to be a hot name uh, going forward since he took his team all the way to the Final Four in its first year ever in, in the tournament. So... Um, uh, Easter is coming upon us. It'll be next week. Uh, always look forward to that. And um, uh, so, but before we, um, um, you know, uh, well, the issues that I'd like to, to talk about uh, in this episode is what's going on in, in Arizona. Um, if you're not familiar with what's, what's going on in Arizona, um, there is a um, uh, an issue with a school district um, and in Glendale, Arizona, right outside of Phoenix, um, and a Christian university, Arizona Christian University. And to kind of give you a little bit of back back history on this, there is um, is often for universities, private and public, to have relationships with school districts. So if you have an education program at your college, um, you have a teacher's, you know, you um, have a degree for for teaching for education, and you have to do like in in school hours, right? You have to be, basically, you have to shadow a teacher, you get to, to kind of get your, your feet wet in a real uh, teaching um, environment, in a real classroom environment. And maybe you do that for a semester or for a year before you get a job um, in, in, in the school district. And so Arizona Christian had an education program for their students that they could do, and it was like, um, I guess, a four-year, maybe four-year um a bachelor's degree, and they had a relationship with Washington Elementary School District, a WES, WESD, their school district, uh, in the Glendale area. And it, it was a partnership they've had for about 11 years. Um, I think they, they do the contract on a year-to-year basis, um, and they had a five-year contract 
um, with this district to send students to kind of get their hours in. And uh, the school district decided to cut ties with Arizona Christian University that they no longer will allow accept their students uh, to do their 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 teaching hours in their schools. Um, and then again, this this school district. Um, well, actually, the uh, Arizona Christian University provides student teachers for the district's 32 schools. So there's 32 schools in the Washington Elementary School District, and they would provide uh, teachers. And I'm going to assume that several, uh, many teachers who were student teachers then would get jobs in these school districts. In February the 23rd of this year, uh, the WSD, the Washington Elementary School District, severed t- uh, uh, cut ties with the university, citing Arizona Christian University's biblical views on marriage and gender. Um, basically, the the view was, uh, especially amongst the board members, and one in particular, uh, Tamilia Valens. Venezuela, Venezuela, uh, V-A-L-E-N-Z-U-E-L-A. She is a, a member of the board. Uh, she believes that Arizona Christian University promotes um, a, a, an under, a view that is, that is unsafe for LGBTQ children and that, that their student teachers um, would be provided unsafe environment for those students. And, um, and so, therefore, they kind of cut ties with Arizona Christian. Well, now Arizona Christian, in early March, about March the 9th, um, has, um, is suing the school district for violating the First Amendment. And, um, uh, and it, which, this story is, is kind of become a thing that is popping up kind of all over the country. And I think it'll be an issue that, that continues where, um, you know, LGBTQ uh, policies will be used to cut ties with Christian institutions like universities in this scenario or in other scenarios as well. Um, and I think this will be a continual issue. But that's really not what I really want to talk about. You know, there, there's going to be a lawsuit. Um, there's going to be a lot of media attention on this issue. Um, uh and um, it's interesting if you watch uh, the video of the of the school board meeting, Miss um, um, the lady that I mentioned before, um, uh, Tamilia, is uh, an interestingly dressed lady. She's got um, um, cat ears on her head, um, very kind of. Uh, she has got streaks of color in her hair, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that um, per se. But it, it, you can tell like there's a. Um, um, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if she is a part of the LGBTQ community. It, it, it kind of gives off that vibe that potentially it, she is a part of that community. Um, but again, that's, you know, the, the point of this episode is not to talk about um, LGBTQ uh, policies. Obviously, as a Christian, I believe that homosexuality is a sin. We see this in Leviticus um, 18. We also see this in Romans chapter 1. We tend to, some people forget that they think it's only an Old Testament law um, position, but no, Paul picks it up in the New Testament as well, and and it's a part of a series of of uh, sinful acts um, that God has um, basically given people over to uh, because of their of their idolatry and their uh, not acknowledging God and His His lordship over their lives. Um, and so this is kind of a 
the slippery slope of sins um, and a stream of sins where people do unnatural things like sleep with the with the same sex or even change their sexuality, which is what we're seeing in our culture and society today. And you see a you know when a when a school board holds a certain uh, viewpoint or worldview and how it has impact on a university and its students and the students who try, who desire to be teachers and some of them desire to be teachers in the public schools uh, to be able to educate students and, and to be a, 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 a positive influence on students being discriminated against because of a, uh, of a of Arizona college's policy. Now, I pulled up Arizona college's policy or handbook and it's pretty clear they are, um, and they use actually have passages that they're citing uh, to kind of define their views on marriage. Marriage is between a, a man and a woman, um, man, one man and one woman. So they're against polygamy as well. But in, in, in also in their sexual immorality and their immorality section, they they tell you know employees and and students they must resist and refrain from any and all sexual acts acts out of, outside of marriage. So they're actually not discriminating or limiting against just homosexuality. Adultery is in here. Um, and so if a, if a member of their employment had, had committed um, a sexual act outside of marriage, even if it was a, uh, a man and a, and a woman, and it was outside of marriage, they would be breaking the handbook. So it's not just homosexuality. That was really what was focused on in the school board, um, really just kind of emphasizing um, homosexuality. But there are other issues. They also, uh, it's against their policy for someone to habitually look at pornography or to uh, enter into uh, prostitution. Um, um, and so there's a there's a list of, of sexual sins that they mention. It's not just... Um, exclusively uh, talking about homosexuality. Uh, they do talk about gender identity, uh, believes that God created mankind in his image, male and female, uh, sexually different but with equal personal dignity. Uh, so Arizona Christian University members must affirm that biological sex and refrain from any and all attempts to physically change, alter, or disagree with their predetermined bi- biological sex, including but not limited to elective sex reassignment, transvestite, transgender, or non-binary, gender queer acts, or misconduct. And they mention a few passages, messages here. So it's against the, the school's policy um, for an employee of the school to, to change their sex, right? And, um, and they're allowed to do that as a private institute. They're not receiving any government money, and so they, they're, they're allowed to uh, you know, draw these, these lines. And, and so this is very clear. It's right here on their website. So it's not like it's hot, they're hiding it. It's right here. In the, actually, the first few pages of their, of their handbook. Um, these are the, and this is the requirements to work at Arizona Christian. Um, and they have the right to do so. Under the, under the First Amendment, they have the right to limit who works there based off these, um, based off these um, decisions and, and acts uh, as, a, as a company policy, as, a, as an institutional policy. Um, and... What I, I think the the major issue um, that we see is we, nowhere in here is Arizona Christian saying that the students by which the, the student teachers teach have to also refrain from these things. There's no expectation uh, that Arizona Christian is discriminating or or, or forcing children um, to conform to their policy. These are those who work for the University of Arizona Christian. Uh, alone, and and so that is contextually um, limited to to that. Now, yes, I mean, 
the issue that these school boards are having when they when they come down this, when they say that it, 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 they potentially could harm LGBTQ kids, uh, I, I think is, is is one of the issues that that I have is it's it it you're almost saying that these kids aren't also influenced the other direction, right? Um, if a child grows up in a in a in a home that is um, two moms or two dads. Aren't they, by definition, being influenced by uh, their decisions and their worldview? And if um, you know there was a a Christian uh, a teacher who happens to be a Christian who worked for the school, um, they're going to influence the kid as well. And and so because we we come into our situations in life with our presuppositions, with our understandings of the world, and we teach. And we act, and we speak, and we communicate. Um, and obviously, there are there are clear boundaries of, of, of when it comes to that are very measurable. You you know you can't harm a child, you can't shame a child, um, you can't um, put them in a situation where you um, embarrass them or harm them. And there are clear measures to determine this, right? Um, you don't have to think. You don't have to um, look very hard to see these these evidence. But when someone who's a Christian who does believe that um, you know transgenderism and homosexuality is a sin, but the Bible is pretty clear. I mean, even in an in, in issue with, with Arizona Christian School, it, it says here one of its it, and they probably completely overlooked this, but they have a section called sexual redemption. Let me just read this. It says Arizona Christian University believes that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. And should seek redemption through confession, repentance, baptism, and faith in Jesus Christ. Consequently, Arizona Christian University members must welcome and treat with respect, compassion, and sensitivity all who experience same-sex attraction or confess sexually immoral acts. So, it says here, even in their handbooks, you have to be sensitive, you have to be compassionate, you have to be respectful. So, did they totally ignore these things? Did the school board totally ignore this statement? Because the problem what's going on here is that the school board has no respect, compassion, or sensitivity to the Christians and their views. And so they're afraid, they're afraid that these student teachers will have no sensitivity and no compassion or respect, but they're actually the ones that have no respect, compassion, and sensitivity towards questions and their values. And I think that's the, the complete blind blindness to this issue is they see it's only one tolerance only works one direction where they're the ones that are, are the, that are going to preach tolerance, but they're the keepers in, of the who is tolerant and who isn't. And actually they're being what they are being discriminatory. They're discriminating against those who disagree and have different values. Than, but again, if Arizona Christian school university student teachers were forcing students to um, affirm what their handbook says, that would be wrong and they should be fired. That is wrong. Um, but they're not doing that. There's no evidence of these students doing that. There's no evidence in the 11 year history of this relationship has any student teacher ever done that from Arizona Christian University. And so therefore to say that these student teachers will create an unsafe environment for LGBTQ kids is based off no evidence it's based off wrong assumptions and conclusions. And one of the other things that I, I want to talk about is how we got here. 
And and this is one of the articles here in World Magazine by Lynn Vinson, and she writes this article, Storm Waiting, Official Prosecution of American Christians Has Shown Its Leading Edge. And her focus really isn't on this issue. Um, and the bigger issue that she gets into is how five members of a school board were able to agree on this decision. And the lady that I mentioned, um, uh, Tamilia, uh, and uh, the one with the, 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 the kitty cat ear, uh, ears on her head, and, and uh, how did she become a board member? She, she doesn't look very professional, um, to be honest, just from a kind of a observation. Not to say that she's not professional in her work ethic, but she doesn't look professional. For a board member of a school board, you would think kind of more formal dress, um, and even in her like description of herself on her on the, on the on their website, uh, this is actually right from uh, the website um, that um, she kind of talks about herself a bit. She says um, uh, it's talking about her views on education. Um, it says to build community requires vigilant. Awareness of the work we have must we must continually do to undermine all the socializations that leads us to behave in ways that perpetuate domination, which is a, a quote from a feminist writer, Bell Hooks, who was a Marxist, and so she quotes a Marxist in her views of education. Um, and other board members, uh, and they're, they're kind of defining what their views on education. Um, Nikki uh, Gomez uh, Wally, she says, education can expand minds and open doors and change lives. Board member Kyle Clayton writes, a quality public school system creates healthy citizens, resilient communities, and a strong economy. Very, you know, very, very, I don't know, uh, I would say more professional language, not as militant, not as, not as dividing in their description, but yet she is very clear on her agenda that she is looking to eliminate all institutions in society that perpetuate domination. And so she sees Christians as perpetrators of domination uh, that are affin- that are oppressive, um, that persecute um, the minorities, the oppressed in their society. Actually, they're creators of oppressors. They create oppressors. Hence why she eliminates... She pushes to cut ties with Arizona Christian University. It is a university that per- perpetrates domination. And so, therefore, it creates an unsafe environment for children, so especially LGBTQ plus children. And so, where did, how, did we, how did this lady, how did she become a board member of a school district with 32 schools in it? Um. And actually, Lynn Vinson kind of helps us here. She says, um, in NBC News in October 2022 reported that over the past year, dozens of progressive activist organizations and political action committees have launched or reoriented themselves to counter conservatives, to counter conservatives who have bought the fight over culture war issues to school board districts. Um, the run for something... Uh, is the organization, this progressive organization, and they recruit candidates who advocate for progressive values now and for the next 30 years. Since 2017, the group has recorded 100, re- recruited 100,000 progressives to run for office, electing 637 by focus on down-ballot races. And a down-ballot race would be like a school board race, a, a local um, 
a local state race, so you know, like a state senator, state congressman. These are low down. These are not the the governors, the U.S. senators, the U.S. Congress, the president. Um, these are down ballot. These are the these are the these are races that people tend to ignore. And actually, I would say that these races are the ones that really do affect our communities far more severely, as we see here in Arizona. Um, and so, continue here. We don't care about your resume. Its website proclaims this again. This is run for something. It says all you need to be is a pro-abortion, pro-universal healthcare, pro-LGBTQ equality, and pro-union, climate-committed leftist. As long as you agree to those those policies, those values, those views, you can. We'll support you in your running. We think you should run, especially run for these lower offices like school board districts. Um. So Valenzuela, this is Amela Venezuela. She was one of the candidates from the run for something, and she won this last September. And then three months into her job, uh, she is a part of this cutting ties with Arizona Christian University. Um, and and so again, this is you know we think of this only as a school board issue, but really what this is is a political strategy issue, and where progressives are, are focusing their attention now is to filling these school districts with people who agree with their worldview. And again, the worldview is, is that Christians in particular are perpetrators of domination. They're oppressors. So the, some of the decision-making potentially could come out as let's not allow a church to be built at this particular area of town because they are perpetrators of domination. They, they uh, talk about and encourage oppressing. We should not allow that in our community. And so that's really the battle. And so I think the, the thing we have to consider is we, we have to be locked in on some of these down-ballot races in our communities, right? The school board races, uh, mayor races, uh, uh, you know, if we have a, an, an alderman or, 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 or a county assembly member or woman, these are the races we really need to pay attention to and really focus on um, if we want to protect our school districts from Marxism, from leftism, from viewpoints that believe that Christianity, that Christ is a, is a, is a, is a, uh, a religion of oppression. Um, and, and so therefore we won't be able to have teachers that are Christians in the schools and they won't get hired into these positions. Um, Christian employee, uh, Christian business owners won't be able to build businesses because they are a part of this, um, this, this religion of oppression. Um, and it's going to be very difficult for us to be able to proclaim uh, the gospel of grace when people think that Christianity is a religion of oppression. Um, and so we need to lock in on some of these down ballot races. We need to be actively involved in it. We need to vote in them. Um, we need to advocate for good uh, candidates. Maybe you listening to this should run for school board. Maybe you should run for some of these low down ballot uh, races. Um, and, and be a part of those, of those uh, campaigns. If you're not running for something, maybe you volunteer your hours and time to help someone who is running, who does hold to um, you know, proper understandings of, of what Christianity is, um, a proper understandings of uh, American values. Um, and so it, Lynn Vincent, if she kind of ends her article with this, she says, 
You'll be hated by all for my name's sake, Jesus says. And I think that, you know, as I say all what I said, right, I do think we need to be more focused on down ballot um, uh, races. But also, this is not surprising. Um, we, we shouldn't be surprised by this. Uh, Christ told us that uh, the world hated me, it will hate you. Um, and this is, this is an example of that. Uh, the world hates God. They hate Christ. They hate the Bible. They are rejecting his lordship. They're rejecting his rule over their lives and his authority over their lives. And when they see, you know, restrictions on their sexual acts and restrictions on who they can marry coming from God, not again, Arizona Christian is, they quote scripture. They have all the scriptural references to their views. It's not like they're making this stuff up. Um, this is God's word. And, um, and to be honest, scripturally, biblically, the safest environment for children is an environment that believes in God's word. Now you could say, well, what about the Catholic church and its bishops? Well, I'll be honest, they didn't, they did not live according to God's word. Um, just because people who have the cloth on act in certain ways does not mean they're living in, 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 in consistency to the gospel. And the Bible is very clear that if you're a Christian, you ought to walk in the manner worthy of the gospel. What does it mean to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel? It means to put others before yourself. It's not to put your desires over, your, over, over someone else's. It's to lay your life down for others. Um, it's to put their needs above your own, to love them, to give them, show them grace and gentleness and kindness and love. Who doesn't want to go to a school where their teacher is gentle and full of love, full of compassion, full of grace, full of mercy, uh, full of gentleness and kindness. I mean, that's, that's, again, too often people, they, they judge or they, um, make, uh, judgments about, what Christianity is based off sinful people's acts. Uh, our savior, our, 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 our beliefs and our faith are based off our God coming in human flesh, living a perfect and sinless life and laying his life down for our sins and then ra- being raised from the dead and sitting at the right hand of the father on high. Our savior laid his life down. Our Savior is the one who walked and ministered to the oppressed. He came to bring sight to the blind, to set the captives free. This is in Luke chapter 4. It's the opposite of a religion of oppression. The law is oppressive. And I think, you know, coming to kind of a conclusion with this, the, the issue with the LGBTQ movement and those who agree with that movement um, is actually presenting a new law. Um, and that law is, is to have salvation and justification in our eyes, you must agree with us. And if you don't agree with us, we will, um, kind of in a Spanish inquisitional style, we will judge you um, and we will send you to hell. And to them, their hell is, is, is basically being cut off. Uh, and there's no grace coming back. There's no salvation. There's no mercy. There's no sense of grace whatsoever. You are cut off um, and treated as a leopard. And and I think the people that have adopted this 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 community and adopted this movement are going to find that they're probably going to come out of step with the uh, the orthodoxy of the LGBTQ movement. Um, and once you uh, disagree with their their points of, of orthodoxy, you will also be uh, uh, labeled a heretic, and you will also be cut off 
um, from their movement and treat it as if you are a leopard. Um, there is no hope um, in this community. There is no um, salvation in this community. There is no ex- uh, eternal s- life or acceptance in this community. Um, and um, I just, you know, the, the, the prayer is, is that, um, you know, uh, Christians um, would continue to uh, f- fulfill what is in this Arizona Christian University handbook, that they will continue to show sensitivity, compassion, and respect to those who are homosexual or transgender. Um, you know, uh, you cannot force your beliefs upon them. You can only persuade them according to the truth of the God's word and pray that God would change their hearts uh, to believe and trust in him uh, and that God would transform them into the image of Christ. Um, that's all for all of us, uh, for the adulterer, for the one who is addicted to pornography, for um, all of us who struggle with sin and many who struggle with sexual sin. We need God's grace that is only in Christ. Uh, and that is the only way we're going to have satisfaction sexually. The only way that we're going to be satisfied and be content is with Christ. And I think that is what you're actually seeing on a large scale is, is this sexual discontentment, discontent with themselves, discontent with, with their bodies, discontent with um, how they look, discontent with um, you know, their friends and their communities that they're with. And, you know, God's word is, is, is pushing us to be, to be content, to be satisfied with Christ alone, not with how much sex we're having, not how many relationships we're in, not what our bodies look like. Um, and I think that is is, is very key in, in, in our understandings and in our interactions with, with people who are part of the LGBT community. And um, I, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, and you get very angry about this issue, and it makes you just fume with anger, that is not the right response to this. It's not to be angry. It's not to be full of rage. Um, we have to show compassion. We have to, sh- to pray. We have to share the love of Christ with them and pray that God would change their life. Um, and I think that is the key in all of this is that as Christians, we are put on a high, we, we, a spotlight is put before us. And I'm not saying we don't, you don't sue the district. I'm not saying you don't fight for your, you know, your rights as a, an American citizen to be able to have a, a public, have a university and train students and have a degree and you have a contract and, and you feel like you're being discriminated because of your, 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 your views, then you should take that to court. But in our, in the, in the kind of the aftermath of all this, when it gets down to people's interactions with one another, when they're in coffee shops or restaurants, wherever you are, um, that you, if you acknowledge that someone's a part of the LGBTQ community or they disagree with your Christian stance, um, realize that they're, they are, as the Bible says, they have not acknowledged God as their Lord and creator. They're living in the flesh. They don't have the spirit in them. And the only way that they're going to come to understand the truth of who God is and why he created them, what their purpose is in life and the meaning of their life is and how they can have grace and salvation from Christ is through a, a, a heart transformation that only happens spiritually. That also only happens through uh, the preaching of the gospel. So proclaim the gospel to them in a loving and respectful way and pray that they would come to know Jesus. So there's a lot more probably to the story that we could talk about and maybe we'll pick it up in another episode in the future. Um, but um Continue to read the news um, with the Bible in your hand and uh, continue to read the news with spiritual eyes and and find and think of ways that you can have interactions with people on these type of issues 
and and really point them to Christ. And uh, so have a wonderful uh, rest of your week and weekend and uh, have a wonderful Easter weekend as well. And we hope to be back if not next week, but the week after Easter with more uh, stories, more news stories um, that are happening in our society, in our culture, in our our nation, our world, and continue to understand and read them in a biblical way. This has been a Pastor's Newspaper with Dr. Kesho, and we will see you next time.